jab effect, jab jab effect, jab 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 effect, jab jab effect. Win, lose, or draw. I'm not worried about being undefeated and all the stuff that other people are worried about. I'm worried about being the best. And if taking a loss, you know, comes between me and being the best, then so be it. Jab effect. Jab, 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 jab effect. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Combo Breaker 99. What he did against the best out there just makes me take my hat off to him. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Boxing P. The undisputed champion. He really did some impressive things this year. Um, I said it was a pretty uh, dramatic knockout. You know, he, he applies that consistent pressure, and he has that determination and motivation to, you know, to keep pressing on in the fight. My name is Combo Breaker 99. I want to be a star. It's your boy, Boxing P. Damn, he's knocking people out. Right. We just want to talk a little bit about some boxing, man. Just absolutely boxing podcast. I'm trying to prove that I'm the best. Let's get ready to rumble! All right, y'all, what's going on? Welcome back to another Jab Podcast. It's episode 135. I'm Combo Breaker 99. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Boxing Pete. Uh, we're back with another episode with y'all. You know, it's been a busy past few weeks. You know, just a lot going on over here. And, you know, just hope a lot of y'all are staying safe out there. What about you, P? How you and the family been, man? Yeah, man. Just um, staying out the way for real, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Going out doing what we got to do. But for the most part, just playing the crib, you know, um, I ain't got to wear a mask in the house and I can just do me. So, right. you know, I, like, you know, playing the crib, going out when I had to. Yeah, because, um, you know, even though this lockdown has kind of been lifted in some areas, it's still, to me, it's still on everybody else to kind of make the wise decision, you know, use some common sense. And it's kind of showing that a lot of people haven't been. You know, I know over here I've still been following the same same precaution for me, you know, and like I said, it's just all down. It all comes just down to common sense, you know. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing the same thing. But, yeah, man, as far as, like, the combat sports world, you know, everything's kind of been jumping back in. You know, boxing's been coming back. Um, MMA, of course, has been coming back with some of the, you know, top cards. But we've still been having a lot of – positive tests, you know, as far as the COVID-19, you know, uh, had like maybe three or four, four boxing matches closed, you know, a few of them canceled because of uh, COVID-19. Same thing going on in the UFC. Um, And, you know, rest in peace to Khabib, his father, Abdullah, Abdullah Namega Madoff, you know, he passed away a few days ago from uh, COVID-19. I don't know, man. It's, it still seems like even though you're taking the proper precautions, this stuff's still going to be happening. So to me, it still seems like, like I was telling somebody else the other day, it's, it's, it's going to kind of be like a new norm for us. You know, we're just going to have to kind of expect this to happen, even if you want to put on an event without an audience. What do you think, P? Um, like you said, man. sports trying to move forward some have moved forward some haven't yet it's just more and more positive tests coming up and um you know they have been taking like you say steps and different protocols to try to um eliminate the positive tests but i mean at some point you know, at some point, it's just going, I, I, in my opinion, it's going to come to a point where people will say, is, is it worth it? Because, you know, the latest uh, UFC, the main event, you know, them having to pull a guy because he, he tested positive and then have this short window to replace it. How many times can you do that? Aunt? You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of uncertainty, in my opinion. We just really, really have to see. I mean, the no crowd thing, it worked for MMA. It worked, it's working for some boxing matches, but 
the bigger boxer matches, I just, I, I don't know. That'll be different. The heavyweight crown with no crowd, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting to say the least, you know, mm-hmm. but um, in my opinion, man, it's just, just a lot of uncertainty, man. I mean, you would think that we would have been getting more positive tests in the beginning, but before we had all these things in place, we got all these things in place and we still, you know, getting, getting positive tests. So <clears throat> to me, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to what you were saying, too, as far as, like, there's going to come a point when it kind of gets old, you know, some people kind of get tired of that. Uh, you think, you think like, the fighters are going to come to a point when they when they kind of say this might not be worth it besides, like, the promoters? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I, I was kind of saying from the business standpoint, Yeah. but, yeah, even the fighters, I mean, you want me to fight a top-level fighter on a week's notice – I got to be compensated for that. And if guys are already complaining about money, I mean, you offer me a fight on a week's notice and I'm a top 10 fighter. I can see that guy wanting to get paid for that. You know what I mean? It's not my fault. It's a short notice fighter. Like the Conor McGregor thing, when he was supposed to step in for Khabib and uh, Ferguson, if somebody pulled out, and then he kind of backpedaled on that and said he's not a replacement fighter. And I kind of understand what he's saying to that extent. You know what I mean? You Conor McGregor, you're a brand. You're not really just waiting on the sidelines to hop in, hop in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because Specifically him, because he's an anomaly. Any, any fighter can't do that, but somebody of that magnitude. So, I mean, like right now they're saying, you know, Jorge is stepping in for um, – Gilbert this weekend, I'm I'm happy about that act, but you know Jorge was one of the guys who was complaining about money. Now I'm wondering, what type of money are you taking on the championship fight? Re- really, two belts on the line. Yeah, the MF and the welterweight bike, welterweight, mm-hmm. welterweight, well, welterweight belt. You know what I'm saying on the line. Like, what type of money is he getting to take this on a, a week's notice? Ant, you know what I'm saying? A guy right. who was already complaining. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because when the fight was first being discussed, he was already complaining about the money. But now they're talking about the fight taking place now, and now tests are just going to go through. But what kind of turnaround where they could finally just understand and say they know Masvidal's worth? Because like you're saying, with Conor McGregor, that that there does come a point when you're not a fighter anymore, but you are like a brand. You got to protect that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have more to stand on, and you have more to lose whenever you get to a certain part of your career. And I think at Masvidal, he's kind of understanding that. But like you said, with the with this virus here, COVID-19, you kind of got to say, what can you really, what can he really offer me to make it worth my while to take that place? You know? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. You know what I mean? Because the stakes are higher now, man. It's not just me fighting and risking my life. It's me the COVID-19, being away from my family, maybe an extra amount of time now. It's, it's, it's a little different now, you know, a little, little more rigorous for, for the fighters. So um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, all this stuff, it might not never happen, but I'm just saying, I mean, when I'm looking at what's going on, I mean, guys pulling out and, you know they want to save cards. The guys pulling out not because of their because of their fault. They pulling out because this the right thing to do. They have to, and then people scrambling to put these cards, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Some of them they don't ever replace them, but you know, some of them they are trying to piece them together. So it's just a lot of work, and you know, I don't know how much money like the promotions are making right now for all this extra work they got to go through. Hey. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I'm just trying to figure out now because I was just looking before we started the show too. I was just looking at like the UFC schedule and you know how many like cards we see canceled? It's almost like 40 different matches are canceled over the past between March to now. Wow. And, see, and, I didn't even realize it was that many. Yeah. Wow. And and then you include boxing, you know, that's a couple, almost 50, 60 so, or more. That's the ones you don't even know about. But like you said, if you're thinking about it, 
they're going to be taking some big financial loss, but it's going to be hard to accept it as a norm because you think when you, when you have regular fight nights, regular fight nights before this, sometimes somebody would pull, get pulled off a car because of an injury or food poisoning or somebody gets popped. But that's, that's like every now and then. But, you know, now it's almost like every single card every week, like boxing or MMA is going to have to expect a COVID case. Because if it ain't the fighter, they say that you get pulled if anybody in your corner gets it, you know. Or say if a family member gets it and you've been around them, then that's it. That's what I say, dude. It's it's super complicated right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it, it, it. If the money, that, I mean, that's why a lot of guys prize fight because it was good money, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if the money, if I can go into real estate or something else and the money is almost the same, I might have to do that because it's just not making sense at this moment in time. I mean, like I say, and I hope that's not the case, but, you know, that's just like kind of common sense to me, you know what I mean? You yeah. can't. How long can it can it go on like this? And even for the fans, and I mean, how 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 much are we gonna deal with just being jerked around? And even though it's nobody's fault, but just, I mean, we got fights in our mind, and boom, week before it's a new fight. Sometimes yeah. it's a good thing. Sometimes we satisfied, but it's hard to even be a fan in that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because it's almost like they're trying to promise you something, but. They know that promise ain't guaranteed, you know, like even with Dana, Dana saying, I promise I'm going to give y'all fights, but is it always going to come out the way you feel it is just because you doing what you feel is best, you know, even going to this fight island, see you went to the fight island, but now look, your main event got canceled. <laughs> you know, that only shows what you can do. You can only do so much. And I, I know, I mean, he bowled already, but if he wasn't, I know he'll be losing his head because, I mean, he taking hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. The, that is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The nose, hair, and ears, everything gonna fall out through <laughs> this type of stress, man. You know he don't deal with stuff well, so I know this stuff is is just killing him. You know he keep getting close to it, and then stuff happening. But that's where we, that's where we at in the world right now, eh? It's not yeah. his fault. It's nobody's fault. We got to get this thing under control, and then we can move ahead. It's not under control right now. Well, let me ask you this, too. Um, as far as, like, saying this is, like, the new norm where we just continue to keep moving on but have to cancel a card every now and then because, like, even just asking some of these other fighters online, you know, I've talked to, and they're always ready to get back in there. You know, COVID or not, they're ready to even train because they're fighters, but – what if the majority finally speaks and say we just got to shut it down? Then it is like you said that they do have to kind of fall back on something, right? You know, they have to get ready to say that. Because, like I said, I respect to all fighters if you want to make that your career, but you got to understand, like, even if it wasn't COVID, some type of injury could you cut your career short where you still have to, you know, be prepared for that, right? Right, right. I mean, and the, the the chances of something like that happen are, 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 are very big, eh? you know what I mean? Of them shutting stuff down and you guys not being able to make money the normal way. I mean, which it, it happened to what? Millions of people in America. They were laid yeah. off. Yeah. You know? They were laid off. So it's a reality and, and, and for, for some fighters it's probably going to be an out. Like I say, some guys already had their ducks in the row and, you know, planning for this, but, you know, very well could get shut down. And like we said, we commend them willing to go out there and entertain us, but still at the end of the day, I don't want you risking your life no more than you already risking it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, to entertain me and then putting others in, in, in harm's way. You know what I mean? So um, it's... It's just a very complicated time, man. In my opinion, nobody got a right answer. Nobody answers really wrong. But the facts are that the stuff is, is spreading throughout all the sports, basketball, football, baseball. It's not just combat sports, you know, but 
it's it's spreading. I mean, right, right here in North Carolina, eh, this is a hot spot right now. I couldn't go home to Baltimore because Maryland is not letting people in, <laughs> you know, from down here because it's a hot spot. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah. saying that's how serious, you know, people are take, taking this thing. Yeah, South Carolina right now is like the number three ranked state as far as one of the highest in cases as of past week now. You know that? No, I, I didn't know that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it it's it's to a point where you kind of got to still wonder, but, you know, it's still going to be a big question mark over, over everything. But, like, as far as some of the boxing matches going, like, let's just talk a little bit about boxing. Like, when they come back, I know you were saying, like, there's still some major events where they need the crowd, but – do you think it's still possible to make some significant fights that could still mean something? I mean, I mean, this is the thing. Eh? If if the fighters are 100% down and they willing to do it without a crowd, I'm be willing to watch it without a crowd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's to me, that's more like the million-dollar questions. Can we get top 10 fighters up to come fight without a crowd, eh? You know, what I mean, if we get if we can get these guys up the same way they get up for a crowd, I, I'll watch it. You know, I still yeah. prefer to see a crowd, but I watch it. I mean, it's, it still should be high level, you know, boxing and and very entertaining. But you know, I, I'll be curious to can, can we do that? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Looking at some of the ESPN fights that's been coming on, it's it's kind of hard to say because the match. The competition, the level in the like a big, big fight. So it's kind of hard for me to say if it's the audience that's not getting me hype or not. Because when I look at some of the UFC matches that's been going on, you know, like over the past few weeks, some of these fights you almost kind of forget the crowd is there because they still they still throwing down. But I was like, some of the UFC fights has some of the boxing matches that's been happening, it's like you can't take it. You, you really can't just focus in on the fight. You still are kind of like looking around because of the fight, you know, so you are kind of noticing there's no audience. But I feel like if it was still a decent match, you wouldn't care about the audience in a, in a you know, after a while. But, yeah, like you were saying earlier, too, like some like, you know, Anthony Joshua Fury, you would definitely notice that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, I mean, and that's just, just, just my opinion and how I feel. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. if we get Earl Spence and – Turns Crawford in there. If, if you can get them to agree to fight without a crowd, I'm gonna watch it. Ain't will it be the same without a crowd? No, not to me. But I'd be curious. Can we get them up to do that? I mean, these are guys who get big paydays and are, are boxing stars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, Terrence Crawford already kind of spoke on the lines that he want to wait till the crowd come back. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if some other big guys follow suit. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it's just not looking – it'd be different if we wasn't getting no cases, Ant, but the way this stuff is still happening, it's just – it's not looking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see top ten guys taking this chance. And like I say, being away from your family, an extra extended amount of time, you know, outside of training camp because all the COVID-19 stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, know, some states – you got to be quarantined two weeks before you go back home. So just that's a lot that comes into play. We're fighting right now, man. And if you're not getting a few million, you might say, is it worth it? After I pay Uncle Sam, the cornerman, my lawyer, my man, you know, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I mean, real yeah. talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because when we look into some of the boxers compared to the, 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 the UFC fighters, they seem a little bit more comfortable when it comes down to when they're going to return or not. Like I haven't really seen too many of them voice about returning as fast. Yeah. I haven't seen too many of them talking about, you know, wanting to get right back in there. Like some of these UFC fighters, like Gilbert Burns, he just fought like, yeah, like a month ago against Teron Woodley. Right. So it's like, they, they seem to be more in a mind state. I don't know if it's just financial or just where they want to stay active. But to me, it's like a really a rough time to want to stay active because, you know, you're constantly going to be taking that test and 
from what I've seen with these UFC fighters, that test ain't really something you want to, yeah. you know, really experience more than once, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a few people I know, yeah, they definitely said it's, it's, it's not, it's not a comfortable thing, but, um, but yeah, and I mean, on the flip side of things, for guys who are, who are not big stars, this could be a time for them to shine. You know what I mean? This could be a time for, since it's not a lot, to catch some eyes that they wouldn't normally catch and put on some good performances. So when things come back, you know what I'm saying? You know, they could be maybe at a different status or ranking or whatever, you know, you want to call it. So, you know, it is some guys who are pretty comfortable and they can say, yo, I'm, I'm going to sit this thing out for a year. I mean, John Jones saying I'm, I might sit out for two, two, three years. You know what I'm saying? That's a great feeling to be able to say something like that. Ain't? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. yeah. You know, but that's because I'm sure John has other things working and he made it a pretty penny fighting, you know, as well. But I know he has other things working, you know what I'm saying? And that's what you have to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, that's just, that's just how I see it. And right now, it, it, it's, 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 it's very complicated doing this thing. I mean, the fighters that want to move move forward, I get it. Is that the right thing to do? I don't know. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just like with businesses you've been seeing now. It's kind of just like kind of rolling with it and just hoping for the best you know what i mean like everybody from bar- barbershops out here to you know just stores little mom and pop spots you know opening back up it just comes to a certain point when they say we just gotta kind of do it because they're still looking at it in the financial you know stat you know in a financial um, way um and i think that's kind of where like the mma fighters are but this is how i see it eh? it's like anything if you put band-aids on it, it's only a temporary fix. You got to fix shit and then move forward. You know right. what I'm saying? So sit down right now and sacrifice right now to flourish in the future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With no interruptions. I don't want to keep starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping. That's what we're doing right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People yeah. begin thinking they're educated enough to make these decisions about the world and about stuff that impacts millions of people, that in my opinion, they're not the smartest people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You know, they said it's time to open up. As soon as we opened up, you know, we get more cases. I mean, Donald Trump says we get more cases because we're testing more people. What type of sense do that make? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What type of sense do that make? So that that means... No more flu shots and nobody's going to get the flu, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, we just live in a crazy time right now, bro. You know, and like, even though we talking about entertainment, we still want people to have a good life, ain't You know what I'm saying? I mean, we still yeah. want our favorite fighters. We still want fighters in general to not be sick and home to their kids and doing the things they want to do. Yeah. Oh, enjoying the fruits of their labor. So it's not bashing nobody or nothing like that. It's all about just everybody being safe and 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 getting this thing figured out and then moving forward. You know, I mean, think how complicated it is, man. We gotta wear a mask, we starting, we stopping the kids out of school, sports. It's a lot going on right now, bro. These yeah. people do not know what they talk about, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Cause stuff is a mess right now. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's like you said. You made a good point. Um, what you said about like the band aid, you know, looking for a quick fix is it, it's just kind of like people always just trying to cut corners on something. You know, uh, you know, when we were kids, you get sick, you you go on bed rest until you're better. You know, you don't sleep one day or two days and go back to school and then let it, you know, start to let the sickness pick back up you stay until you're ready, right? Like, as parents, they used to teach kids discipline. Why is it all of a sudden a lot of the adults now are losing discipline? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the thing about it is that it's really just immaturity, dog. When I see grown people 
wanting to rebel and acting like a 12-year-old kid. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. Right? That might be yeah. a whole nother right. yeah, it's like career or whatever, oh, but yeah. um, it's a lot of stuff going on in the world, man. But, you know, like 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 we was just saying, I mean, and I'm like everybody else. I, want, I don't want to wear a mask. I want stuff to move forward, too. But I ain't trying to catch that crap. I ain't trying to quarantine. I ain't trying to bring that home to my family. That's what mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do. You feel me? Right. I do want to do all the other stuff. But that I'm not trying to do because, you know, we, we work in the hospital. And I've seen people who had it and it's gone and they still don't really feel good. They still not the same. Or, you know, it's just a lot of different scenarios with, with, with this thing and I just don't really want no parts of it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to give it to nobody in my house or anybody that, you know, don't, nobody needs to catch it, you know? So yeah. I'm just, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because I do work in the hospital and it, it got me paranoid, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not over the top with it. I'm I'm laid back, but I ain't no idiot. <laughs> you feel yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. Idiot, you know what I'm saying? I'm not doing crazy over the top stuff but I'm I'm very mindful of it even more with this second time man you know at, at first I wasn't really wearing the mask all the time you know I wear one eight hours a day at the job and when I came home I, I wasn't really but now I'm I'm a little more vigilant with that stuff because it's it's it's, it's not getting better it's got worse yeah yeah and you know that's where a lot of people get it wrong like they think discipline is like some type of slavery. You know what I mean? Like the discipline or control, or control, or control. Man. Yeah. They think like it's trying to make everybody a robot, but nah, man, it's just like discipline is just a part of getting everything back to normal, you know? Cause like we were going back, going back to what you're saying earlier, you got to think, man, like I'd rather go through maybe five, six months, maybe a year, just chalk that up as a loss to get everything back down. But don't, take three months off and then say everything is good and then not really be good. You know, Hey, just cause your pockets ain't good. Don't mean, you know, <laughs> you, you can't be good physically, you know, like exactly. that's when you got to put the health before the wealth, man. Exactly. Because a lot of people were still good. They, they was losing money, but they were still good. You know, like I said, yeah. complaining. I mean, it was people in homeless shelters. It was people with no home to go to, you know what I mean? All types of, terrible terrible situations and you know with, with no voice to complain a homeless person not on social media oh i'm you know complaining getting likes and stuff like that go fun of me or whatever but, right right you know um that's just the way i see it and as much as i don't i'm, I'm like the spoiled kid too i don't, i want to go outside and play and you know i don't want to do what people tell me to do but I get taught of starting to stop and starting to stop. That's one of my pet peeves, and because that that's that, your life can be like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't take control of it. So right now, they they controlling us, starting us, stopping us, starting us, stopping us. So let's just all stop, <laughs> get things squared away, send out some more stimulus checks. You know what I'm saying? And yes. um, yes, let this thing let this thing get better because. What they doing now, to me, is just going to complicate it more because there's people that's asymptomatic and there's people walking around. With it. It's just all types of stuff right now because it's, you know, this state open, this state closed, this state, you know, it's, it's too much going on. Yeah, yeah, it's just way too What's much. That's why I say um, it, it, it just comes to a point where you just got to say everybody just got to be on the same page, you know, and that's... And, 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 and hold, uh, hold up, man. And, and listen, we know this is a boxing, boxing show, <laughs> not to get on, not to turn it into a COVID-19 show, but you got to factor in stuff like this, and I seen online, they said it's teenagers, they said it was in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa Alabama, actually, oh, yeah. Deontay, Deontay Wilder is from, but these kids are actually having yeah. COVID-19 parties, putting in the pot of money to see who catches it first. So with stuff like that, Aunt, we, we got a long way to go, my brother. We yeah. got a long way to go. I so I doubt if that's isolated to um, just Alabama with mm-hmm. in, in the social media age. You know what I'm saying? These are teenagers doing this. Who knows how far it's going? But I'm just saying, we got a lot of work to do if we think it's almost gone. When you got groups of teenagers out doing stuff like that, Aunt. 
Yeah. I and I'm gonna just drop the mic on it right there. I'm just drop oh, yeah. the mic on it right there, bro. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was just a little too much. When I heard about that, I was just like, wow, yeah, we in a different state of mind with you know, from what those people were. I was just like, man, like when you hear that stuff, when you hear that type of stuff, it's just like, man, I don't know if it ever will change. You know. I mean, can you imagine that? And so all those kids are going home with their families who's around other people who are around other people who are around other people. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The type of people that they, they infected, but it's just craziness. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we got to do the smart thing. And the smart thing is to protect yourself. I mean, if you are around people, throw them at you protecting yourself. You are protecting other people too, but the main person you're protecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? I would hate to just come to a point where I'm running out the house and go, oh, I forgot my mask. Like it's your wallet or your keys. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But, yeah. If that's what we got to do right now, I'm going to play my part, you know, because yeah, just like be I always said, I'd rather be safe than sorry. If come to find out next year, they say, oh, it was a big hoax. It wasn't this. I'd be like, oh, y'all got me, but I don't care. I was still safe. Yeah. Sorry. That's and my that's the thing. Hey, people just be out, should be glad right now. It's a mask and maybe, you know, the way they're acting now, they might turn into just like a whole bubble suit one day. You know what I mean? Like, People wouldn't want to be there, you know. People don't want to be there getting up to work, having to put on a whole bubble suit just to go outside. So, you know, they need to not make it worse than it is, you know. But uh, as far as it goes, like in combat sports, man, like I said, um, I think that it is going to be kind of a norm now where we're just going to have to kind of say it's going to keep going for the fighters the way it is, but you always have to expect that that unexpected of, of, of a fight or your favorite fight, your fantasy fight that's coming up, that's going to get canceled. <laughs> you know, you always got to keep that in mind. You know, like I said, it was here and there where it used to be maybe an injury or two, but it's almost like a one fight when every card is always going to be pulled now because yeah. there's always that chance of somebody getting that positive test, man. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what happens. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, man, as far as like, you know, some of the things in boxing we talked about before, as far as just like, you know, taking an L. You know, we talked about that before in the show. And, you know, how important it is to kind of learn from taking a loss as it is, you know, admiring and appreciating your win. You know, last month when uh, Josh Greer, he came back to boxing. And, you know, he lost his uh, fight coming back. You know, he dropped a close decision. Um, one of the things that, you know, I just wanted to touch on that, you know, I kind of appreciated was whenever they talked to him after after the fight, you know, his post-fight interview. You know, he just was kind of going in on how he said he worked hard. Um, not There's nothing else he can say as far as, you know, just that he has to go back to the drawing board, board and kind of work on things as a fighter. And he said, just like a win, you know, he has to take the loss as, you know, he has to hold the losses just as big as he would win, you know. And uh, the guy interviewing him, I can't remember his name, he had asked, uh, was it the different style matchup because his opponent changed? But he just said, hey, I have no excuses. You know, I should have been prepared for it. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, P, I just think that that is something you want to hear from a fighter. You know, you can't always go in there and make an excuse, oh, it was the opponent change. Oh, it wasn't because I didn't train or I wasn't ready. But he came in there, took full credit for whatever was going to happen. You know, same if it was a win. He took credit for the mistakes he made. You know, how important is that for you, like I said, we talked about before, to actually hear it, you know, more recently from, you know, a young fighter like Josh Greer? I mean, definitely hearing it from, from like you said, a young fighter. It was, was, was surprising, you know, for a young young fighter to be humble um, in defeat like that, you know. I mean, even though Joshua Gray is not a huge star yet, um, he still was a champion. He had a couple defenses, I think. So he, he was on his way, you know what I mean? And um, that night, you know, he fell short and wound up losing his titles. And um, 
I think he I think he did the right thing and, and approached that situation the right way because we're so used to hearing these young people being very arrogant and um just not being able to accept defeat well, but you know, the kid took it on the chin. Um to me he gained more fans by being diplomatic. You know what I'm saying? And um, like you said, go back to the drawing board and um, do it all again. And like you said, and the key thing, he said he make no excuses. There's no excuses to make. It's one person going in the ring. <laughs> you feel me? There's yeah. no excuses to make. You know, I mean, if you switch opponents and I got to go in there and fight him, I don't care what nobody say. I might be watching film on him, man. Mm-hmm. If my coach say he don't want to watch that might be I gotta go in there and fight him. I need to see how this dude body moves in the ring. So, you know, everything he said was absolutely true and more guys had to face the music and realize that. You know what I mean? It's not really no excuses to make, Ant. <laughs> you feel me? Mm-hmm. Because until the bell ring, the fight don't start. You got all you got all the way up to the bell ring to pull out of that fight. So it ain't no excuses to make. You know what I mean? People make them of course, but it's not really no excuses to make. And, and to see a young man like Greer stand up and take that on the chin and, and, and be humble in defeat like that, it, 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 it spoke volumes of his character. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely what, what we want to see. You know what I'm saying? We want to see um, in some of these young boxers. I mean, of course, we need the other, st- we need the other thing too, man, for entertainment purposes. We need that. I won that fight. We we need the Adrian Broners of the world, oh, yeah. to, you know, balance us out a little bit. But it's always a breath of fresh air to see a kid just be humble in in the, in the fight game because it's a tough sport. Mm-hmm. And two things that really caught my attention about what he said too is the fact that when he said no excuses, that says a lot. Like. We've seen fighters in the past when they lost, they would say, well, my opponent, he was better at this, but I had such and such going on at the time or this part of me wasn't working right or this wasn't the way it was supposed to be. That's all a part of you. You know, that's all a part of you that go in there at night. Like you go in there with a a broken pinky. That's not an excuse. It's, It's just another part of you. And you having to find another way to work around the broken pinky, you know, or or you suffering from a cold that night or whatever, you know, it's still a part of you. So that shouldn't even be brought up as far as I could have won, but this, this and that didn't work right, you know, so that should never be brought up to me. And I think that's why whenever they mention the opponent change, he just says, that's no excuse. You got to be prepared for everything. Um and I think that's what a fighter has to do and understand to be great. Cause you see all the hall of fame fighters that we admire and love. They, they never go in with the actual game plan. They go in there knowing that anything can happen. You know, you, you don't go in the ring expecting your opponent to always do this. Like you said, it's good to watch tape just to know, what a fighter does, but even there comes a point when somebody like Andre Ward or Sugar Ray Leonard, they go in there to a point saying, expect the unexpected. Absolutely. You know, that guy that you fought, that guy that fought this way once, he might not fight with that way all the time. So you always got to be prepared. So I think Josh Greer kind of opened his mind to being able to say, I got to be able to open to whatever somebody brings, you know? So he didn't even take that as an excuse. He just said, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. Well, and I want to bring up just like another little funny side of that aspect. Mm -hmm. Definitely like for, for um, boxing fans. So, you know, some of us have watched so much of a particular fighter that if we're watching a fighter, we know when something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? We know when something ain't right. So sometimes, you know, after the fight is over, you might have a humble guy and he might say no excuses. We want to hear excuses because we know 
something wasn't right. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's not a that's not grounds to give us excuses. But I I just wanted to play on that a little bit, depending on what type of fan you are, how and and, and how deep you go. You know what I mean? But it is times that we seen something we knew something wasn't right. You know, from a look from. He wasn't throwing his punch no more. He wasn't moving his foot. He wasn't doing certain things no more. We knew something was going on. And um, when we don't, when they don't say nothing, we feel let down a little bit because we know something was wrong. You know what I mean? So right. it definitely can. But see, that's different. That's when we're looking for an excuse. We're talking about when you're making excuses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little different. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, you can see that sometimes. You can watch a fight and see something might be wrong with a guy, you know, because mm-hmm. we watch the guy so much. We know what he does, you know what I mean, in certain situations and different um, scenarios. So um, it's part of the game, but. And ain't that, it, but that ain't that crazy, though. It's, it's almost like that's how humble that guy can be to say that that's not something I can use. It's just like, it, exactly. it's almost like a mistake. You know what I mean? Like maybe all in all, he shouldn't have taken the fight that night, but it's almost like saying that twisted ankle was just as much as a letdown as if I wasn't keeping my hands up. You know what I mean? And, and, but, but it hurt Ant, when you were a fan because you want him to be yeah. like, yo, my ankle was messed up. That you, We want him, we want him to use an excuse because yeah, we, yeah. We, we wanted him to win so bad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We like, yo, Say something about the leg. We know the leg was hurt. Say something about that. Don't let them think that he was that much better than you. Yeah, hey, it's just like even when fighters get older, when you know your favorite fighter, they don't have it anymore, and you always can say, man, you could just say it. Just say it. Look, he wasn't the same guy if he fought you five years ago. You know what I mean? But it's, it's on that fighter, though. They feel humble enough to say, nah, man, I took the fight. I, you know, I wasn't what I was supposed to be. All along, we know that your legs ain't looking the same, or <laughs> we know that you would have mopped the guy, you would have mopped that guy up five years ago. But it's like you got, it's, you just, you just got to be humble in in defeat sometime, man. You know? Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's such a brutal sport that after it's all over, I mean, you got to be humble, man. You know, because you just pretty much. Put put it all out on the line, you know, mm-hmm. After that is it's love again, you know. I think, what was it, like, only time excuses could ever come into play is, like, he was saying on Coming to America whenever, you know, Marciano beat Joe Lewis and he's, like, 70, you know what I mean, saying something like that. Like, that was the only time we could say something, you know, yeah. when Marciano beat Joe Lewis, he way past his prime, you know, so. Yeah. But, 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 yeah, I think that – um that's a good road for a young fighter, a good road for them to start to really say everything I do is always on me. You know, you can't always say, Oh, uh, I wasn't prepared or, you know, this did, this should have been this way. And I would have been perfect that night. No, you know, you always got to kind of take ownership, accountability for everything in there. Right. I mean, and if Joshua Grabb, left that that interview and cried like a baby, that's how you're supposed to do it. You ain't supposed to let us see you do that and, you know, let let the audience or your fans see you make a bunch of excuses. You know, we know you're human. We know it hurt. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's on camera and off camera. You know what I'm saying? You just wait to do certain things till, you know, you're, you're off camera. You know what I mean? But it's always the right thing to do, eh? You know what I mean? It just sends the right message to be humble. You know what I'm saying? And not make excuses because, and the reason people say don't make excuses is because you take away from the other guy's win. You know what I mean? And when you think about it like that, it makes a little more sense. You know what I mean? If you say, oh, my leg was broken or my foot was hurting, you make it seem like, well, if my foot was better he wouldn't have did that so it, it takes away from the other guy so you know i understand why you know it's a couple reasons not to make excuses eh? <laughs> you know what i mean right right so when 
there was one fight I was going to mention to you too. I was just thinking, it was just thinking in my head about like when the excuse is just ridiculous sometimes, you know, whenever it's just to the point where it's like, you see it and you're like, man, like, again, it goes back to actually watching the fight and you see what they're doing wrong. But sometimes the excuse is like way out of left field. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a totally different thing. And you just like, now, you know, it just being a sore loser. <laughs> That's not it. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, that was just something I just kind of wanted to go in a little bit. Cause like I said, uh, learning from the loss and, you know, taking accountability that's just important is winning man you know that's just important as the w to, to actually move forward to where you want to be you know as a fighter but uh real quick 2p uh before we do wrap this one up uh ask you this question p that you posted like what was your thoughts on it because i had my thoughts on it but you used to ask if a fighter tells his corner he doesn't want to fight anymore should his corner force him to continue um Real quick, so because it was it was so many different um, opinions on that, and you know I know Ariel Hawani caught a lot of flack, you know, because he was saying, oh, you know, if a fighter says he's done, he's done, and you know a lot of fighters gave him flack because they said, dog, you never had a fight before in your life, you really don't even understand that realm of thinking, you know, in that particular situation that. To me, that dude didn't want to go on. Or when you said, I think they said he, he said it like nine times. Anthony Johnson or uh, Anthony uh, Smith? No, not Anthony Smith. Um, the, the 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 latest fight where the guy didn't stop it. These were guy. It was his. It was, I think it was his UFC debut. Oh, his UFC debut. It was his debut, and he was like five and zero, and he was fighting the guy, and he pulls a told his corner nine times that he didn't want to go on any, any, any longer. And they, you know, kept encouraging the fighter, you know, the, the, the fight on or whatever. Yeah. But, um, eventually the fight got stopped, but it, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fuss about the, the, the situation because people were like, you know, I mean, who who's right and who's wrong. You know what I mean? Cause some guys said that, Yo, a fighter always want to quit. That's the job for the coach to motivate him and push him through. You know, they say most fighters want to quit. You know what I mean? But yeah, but I think that once the once the fighters kind of give you that red alert, man, like where something ain't right and they know they can't go on. To me, I think it is up to the corner to stop it because you know, the fighters, the fighter, the fighters, the one got to have that heart to stay in that mentality. Almost like with Deontay Wilder. He almost got mad at Mark Breland for throwing in the towel. It's it's about balance, you know. What I mean, the fighter is always going to be set to fight, but it's the corner from the outside looking in that's got that's got to say he's bleeding from the ear, you know. what I mean, or or right, or, 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 or he's not taking punches like he usually does, you know. His or his legs are gone, you know. That even whenever you're doing good, they're the ones on the outside telling you when you are doing good and when you're doing bad. Or whatever you just need to stop altogether, you know. So, so, and that's why I think it's like an isolated thing because that's what the coach said about this particular fight. He said, "Yo, he wasn't taking damage. The fighter was thinking it was worse than it actually was. You know what I'm saying? Being in the fight, so the coach was on the outside and was like, "Yo, it wasn't as bad as you was making it say." And like I said, I think it's like an isolated situations. This guy said nine times. A guy tells you. More than twice, I think you need to pull him, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me personally, but yeah, I do understand it is a dynamic of a coach motivating a guy. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson had to be motivated. He was crying before fights. You know, it's a part of the coach to do that. You know, they said the coach knows the fighter the best after that training camp because he's been with him that whole time. So, you know, I do believe that's a, a, a deeper level of understanding and it is some things that they may see that other people on the outside may not may not see, but it is obvious things. And like you say, if a fighter is just taking too much damage, and that Anthony Smith thing, that's a total different situation. I mean, he's getting teeth knocked out. He's mm-hmm. That's totally different. This fight that I was kind of talking about, 
it wasn't it wasn't really that bad. And it kind of was the opposite of the Anthony Smith because this guy he wanted out of the fight and they wouldn't stop it. You know, Anthony Smith didn't really want out and they stopped it. So it was kind of that's what I'm saying. You see both dynamics. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these guys were looking at Anthony Smith like, yo, we got to protect this guy. And this coach was looking at him like, yo, this is your UFC UFC debut. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as you think it is. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, in my opinion, it, it's definitely, you know, situation by mm-hmm. situation. You know what I mean? It's a very great area. Because one punch, it can be too late. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're just trying to make that yes. second decision, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah, that's kind of what I mean, like, when it comes to the corner. Like, there really is no one answer for that, like you say. But, like, I was thinking as far as, you know, just saying if the fighter doesn't want to fight anymore, should you force him to continue? It's because, like, I think each situation is going to be kind of different because it could be physical. It could be mental, you know? I mean, it could be. That, and, see, that's what they were saying. They said, yo. This is the same guy who quits every day in training. That's what he does. I'm there to put, you know what I mean? So a trainer would know that because they spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were saying. A guy like Earl Huwani, who never threw a punch at, it's hard for him to understand that dynamic. If he hears those words, he's automatically going push the button because that, that's what you do. But mm-hmm. in combat, it ain't always like that. Ain't? You know, yeah. in, in the war, you know what I mean? Troops didn't want to fight. In yeah. the, General made him go out there and do it. You know what I mean. So, it is part of that combat thing. But of course, it's it's it's, it's lines and pushing people too far. And I mean, this is a sport. This ain't a war. <laughs> you mm-hmm. feel this is entertainment. So it, it it is a line of going too far. But it is a lot of different views of it too, though. You know what I mean. And and you know that's what makes um. That's what makes like the trainer fighter relationship special when you think about it, man. Cause it's like every case is different. Like if, if, if the answer was yes across the board with that question, then like every trainer could just be the same for every fighter. You know what I mean? But no, it takes like a special person. Cause like what you said with this fighter, if he's always quitting, this trainer probably has the key to like that fire under him again. You know, like he knows that. Cause like some people think, you see somebody doing sprints and they're breathing hard that you need to quit already. No, that's the first few times, man. You need to give them that right incentive to push them because ain't nothing going to be easy when you're in, in the actual octagon, you know? So thinking about him, it's like, what what is it that's making him want to quit if it's not necessarily like he got some teeth knocked out, he got a broken shin? What's making him want to quit? Well, this corner... This corner guy, he knows the answer. That's why he's not going to stop it yet because he knows it's supposed to be his one thing that I can trigger him and try to give him that chance because who knows? He quits now. Then he's going to be mad at the trainer later. Like, why didn't you motivate look, 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 you took the words out of my mouth. The trainer said one of the main reasons I didn't do it is because he, he was going to be mad if I did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I said he wouldn't be able to live with that. He wouldn't be able to face that decision if I did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I didn't let him quit. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like you say, man, you know, it's a lot of different dynamics to that. And, you know, it's, it's the physical and then, and, then it's, and then it's the mental. Like I said, if the guy quits all the time in, in training, then, you know, this guy in a real fight, he might want to quit and don't need to quit. You know, he might just need some some push. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just the way that's just the way it is. It's no like you said, yes or no across the board because every fighter needs something different. I mean, like I said, anytime Mike Tyson, like he said, I was crying and nervous before fights. I mean, Mike, who who what man thought Mike would be doing mm-hmm. that? You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So um it just goes to show you that Cuss was one of those guys who got him past that hump and mm-hmm. Rooney and whoever the guys were around him in those early stages got him past those pumps to go out there and, and fight. And you know? um, I'm glad you brought that up because just like looking at a lot of things like Cuss used to do as far as his uh, training methods and how he was saying, you know, it was a lot of, you know, just so much mental in it. That just shows you how much work he he put in the mic at the time. Because think about it, like your average guy, you see Mike crying backstage, you'd be like, 
should he be fighting? You might be like, oh, I'll, let's get this guy home, man. Let's get him, get him dressed. Let's get him out of here. But all the while, that's just the makings of the animal that needs to come out, you know? Exactly. And I think because he understood that, like, the fear that he was showing backstage was something that needed to be let out in a certain way when he get in the ring, you know? Like I said, some people would probably be nervous to say, this guy's a cream puff, you know? Right, of course. I mean, you crying, yo, you're a chump. Yo, you ain't no, you know what I mean? And yeah. that energy might have fed into Mike and made him turn into a chump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Cuss built him up and said that, yo, you crying right now, they gonna be crying later. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I in you, but um, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that trainer and fighter dynamic ain't, is a real complicated thing, and you know, people on the outside probably can speculate, but I don't know how how accurate that speculation is because everyone is different. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone. Look at Freddie and Manny. Manny, Freddie couldn't control Manny. Manny did what he wanted to do. But when it was time, Manny came around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Came around. You know what I mean? So yeah. that pissed Freddie off. Freddie didn't like that, but Manny paid good money and he knew he could get results out of Manny and it always kind of worked out. So, I mean, that's just how, that's the fight game for you, right? Yeah. And then think the Sugar Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearn, Tommy Hearns, that first fight, when Angelo Dundee said what he said to him, you know, you blowing it, <laughs> you know, that was the words that almost like the opposite. Cause if some people heard that, they might've said, well, I'm blowing it. I ain't, I ain't going to do anything else, you know, right. but he said oh. something to him that triggered the opposite to make him say, well, if I'm blowing it, I got to fix that. You know, it's a job. that's a, that's a, that's a job of a trainer too, man. You know what I'm saying? Be- yeah. Cause you can't say you're blowing it to everybody that might make them crumble and say, I might as well quit, you know? If you tell somebody who's looking for a, a way out that they blowing it and it's over, you know what I'm saying? But if you tell a champion, yo, you blowing it, a champion, he want to take that belt home, he like being the champ, then, you know what I'm saying, he might go to second gear. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's all about knowing your fighters. And like I said, on the outside, looking in, I mean, people are going to have a lot of different, you know, opinions, but... I said, when you know all of the factors into this fight, you know, it was his UFC, UFC debut. Um, you know, he was fighting a guy that was probably better than him, but not a guy who was way better than him. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't really getting totally dominated. It was only the second round, and he wanted he went no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people thought that he won the first round. Some people thought the other guy won the first round, so it was a, it was a close first round. But... um. And even what you said, like, there was just so many factors to that. UFC debut, still undefeated. There's so many, like, icebreakers there that you need to break yeah. right there, you know, that'll make you freeze up. They, they, yeah, they, they, they can make you want to quit and to make your coach say, yo, you can't. Yo, you're not going to be defeated. You're going to ruin your debut. Now, now you know, he done. You know, you know what Dana, you know Dana, oh, you know yeah. Dana. Ripped him a new one. Dana said, oh, yo, 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 if you ready to quit, you ain't ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. It's, it's, it was a lot of stuff, you know, riding on that end. But, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, of course, if as far as physical harm, you know, the trainer should always be willing to do the right thing and, and, and make that call. You know what I'm saying? But, um. You know, if you're on the outside and you're seeing different things, you know, when you're in the fight, you don't know what's happening. That's why, I like, your guys got to go to the corner. Am I doing good? Am I doing – they don't know what they're doing sometimes, eh? Right. You, right. you feel me? Yeah, they're they're looking. You know, they're, they're performing, but it's you that – you're the one looking in at them, and you're going to tell them, like, you need to do this and you need to do that. So they're counting on you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I just thought that was a good question, you know, because when I read it out, Felt one way, but then I was like, you know, this this ain't no really like a yes or no answer, and it's something that I think a lot of people they can't get ready to get mad at an individual answer over like if somebody says yeah, just throw in the towel or say yeah, it all kind of or no, it kind of depends on that fighter at the time, what type of what type of punishment they actually taking, you know, is it their own battle they fighting in their mind or is it some physical punishment, you know? 
Exactly. What's some circum the circumstances of it? You know what I mean? But what if a guy wants to quit in the twelfth round and twelfth round he got ten seconds to go? You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he might want to do that. A right. guy might want to do that. If he's been taking punishment and been in the fight, he tired, he hungry, he ready to go, he want to miss his girlfriend, he might say that. Ain't. Yeah. That is that really what he needs? You know what I mean? Because he's going to regret it more than the coach. Coach can go train another fighter. You the one that got a, a, a L on your record that's permanent. Yeah. So it's a lot of things to um, – Factor in with that, you know what I'm saying. I, I, it was a controversial question, of course, because you know people going go to nail about both both sides of it. But I think it's really an individual based type thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is, and you know, like I said, it, it's almost like the fight game. You know, like even on that side, you you'll actually have to be experiencing to actually really understand what you would do in that situation you know like sometimes fans when they watch the fight they say oh, i'll do this i'll do that to beat that person but when you actually in there it's a different story you know exactly and even just a trainer like i said you know for ariel to never have trained anybody in combat and not just him a lot of people who had that same perspective that he had but they kind of went kind of went in on him kind of hard and um, he probably didn't understand why but it's just like it's like anything, and I mean, it's like a guy might get punched in the face and say, oh, ask the guy why he hit him. I mean, a guy who been in the fight to get hit in the face in the street, he going to hit a guy back. He ain't asked no questions. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Boy, it's, it's some things you're not going to understand. All right, was that guy that's going to say, hey, man, why'd you hit me? The, the average joker is going to, it ain't going to be no words. It's going to be a right. punch really thrown back, you know, so. It's certain things just, you know, everybody, you know, depending on where you at and where you come from, you might not get. No disrespect to him. It was just one of them things because he was real passionate about it. You know, Ariel, he voice mm -hmm. cracking and, you know, he getting mm -hmm. upset about it, taking mm -hmm. it personal. People like, yo, you might not understand or it might not look as bad. It might look worse than what you really see. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if he ever lightened up on his stance, but. They they were right. Mm -hmm. They yeah. were right. You can't just go off that. Or you, you 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 don't know that particular situation. Yeah, that fight. The guy obviously didn't want to go on anymore. But we can't just say anytime a guy says, "Yo, I'm done," that it's time to throw in the towel. You know, yeah. what I mean, if you say that, we might not have no fights. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because guys might say that all the time. Yeah. You know, when they say a lot of them do, you'd be surprised who's saying that. You know what I mean? And who not? Because just because a guy a good fighter don't mean he motivated, ain't? You know what I'm saying? Don't mean yeah. he got the, the most self confidence. He, you know, I don't mean none of that. It would probably take a lot to get him going. You just don't know, you know. So, so I think that you know Ariel used to being behind the mic for so long, and you know just being able to talk everything out. He don't understand like. The fighter side of it, there's times when it just takes a split second type of thinking. You know what I mean? It takes that type of thinking, not that tight where you just have to draw it out. Because even like you said, like, what if every every kid that missed a few passes that wanted to try football, he just said, okay, that ain't for me. I quit. You know, I'll go on. Or you say, oh, you missed a few passes. Let's go home. You you don't need to be playing. <laughs> you know? Right. right. Or like you say, well, how many kids wanted to quit on their dad? Or their mother, and they and they said, "No, you getting back out there tomorrow. You getting back out there tomorrow." How many times you think Venus and Serena, or the Jacksons, or LeBron, or any of these greats wanted mm -hmm. to quit? Yeah, and they got pushed. Yeah, I mean that's part of the problem because now if you push somebody, it's abusive, or you bullying them, or it's doing this, it's doing that. And we, I grew up in the era where you got pushed. Most of the time it was to do the wrong thing, but we got we got pushed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is what it is, but you know. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, like I said, that was a good question to just kinda answer, because uh, I thought that it was uh had some good points to a different different points to let people know that training an individual it's just that every fighter is an individual, man. Nobody's ever going to be the same or you don't ever treat the the fighter with the same, um, 
you don't ever approach them the same. You know, you never approach these fighters the same. They're, everybody's their own person, you know. But uh, yeah, man, uh, that's pretty good conversation today. Uh, as far as what's been kind of going on, uh, anything you wanted to say before we wrap this up in closing, Pete? Um, no, not really, man. Um, just like I said, man, just. <laughs> There's a lot of uncertainty out here in the, in the boxing um, world. I mean, I know they got some dates set up and some fights are uh, being promoted, but like I say, and I, I'm a I'm a I'm a believer when I see it, man. Not to be a hater or to be negative, but um, you know, the fights that I really want to see, you know, they're the top guys, and um, we still haven't really seen any of the top guys in boxing come back yet. So. Um, I'm just I'm just waiting to see what happens, man. Yeah, same here, man. Um, there's just been so much talk, even especially at 135 and 130. Mm-hmm. So many potential fights that could be made, but you know, some fighters in that division too, they don't want to fight without crowds. You know, some fighters are just waiting for the crowds to come back to make more money, or they feel like some fights aren't going to give them as much money without an audience. But if if that's the case, and I mean. You probably will might as well close out 2020, you know? Yeah. Might as well just close it out and say chop it up as a loss because you're not gonna get the fight you would make off a big crowd right now, because none of these fights gonna have any crowds right now. You know. No. 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 I agree, brother. But yeah, um, before we bounce peak, uh just let everybody know where you can follow you at. <laughs> Y'all can catch me on IG at Loudpack boxing um y'all can catch me on ig at p.barnhill as well and um also youtube loud pack boxing y'all can catch me on there as well i'm just getting it up and running just a few little short videos on some stuff that's on my mind so that's it Ant. all right and uh you can follow me on Instagram, all box and everything, and Combo Breaker 99. And follow, subscribe on YouTube, Combo Breaker 99. I've been getting some new subscribers about, you know, talk women's MMA, women, MMA and everything over there. And uh, subscribe to us on the Jab Effect YouTube channel. We've been getting some new subscribers on Jab Effect channel too, man, on YouTube. So right. it's always a good thing too, man. And you can uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. <laughs> Stitcher, Google. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Ant. Sorry. Uh, and you can follow IG Jab Podcast One. Uh, what were you gonna say, P? No, I just wanted to um, real quick give a shout out to um, Eric Thompson. Just because he always checking out the show, man. As you know, he he chime in and jump right into an episode and I got to figure out what he talking about because yeah. you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. shout out to him man for um still staying tuned or whatever yeah shout out there man boxing historian and uh yeah like you said sometimes we get these combos and then we all doing whatever then he mentioned something I'll be like oh yeah I forgot we talked about that you know just because it's so sometimes we go on for like an hour and after that I'm kind of like oh yeah yeah I forgot we talked okay yeah yeah shout out to Eric yeah man but yeah, uh, like always, man, we'll catch y'all on the next one. And I'm Combo Breaker 99. Your boy P. We out y'all later. Later.